Hi everyone, it's Gracie with Self Care with Gracie, and I am back with another podcast. This is actually a first because I've never recorded a live podcast with even one other person, and I'm recording a live podcast, meaning they're sitting here in the room with me with two people. And the reason we're doing this is to celebrate my upcoming collaborative book, Self Carefully. And this is the team of people that are the collaborators. So I'm here with Erin um, and I'm here with Maria and uh, we'll get into a little bit more of their roles on the Self Carefully project. Before we get started though, I just wanted to say that uh, both Erin and Maria are decidedly behind the scenes people. <laughs> And they were a little nervous about doing something where they are the ones who have to speak. So we're just putting our vulnerabilities out there that this is maybe <laughs> stepping out of our comfort zone. And uh, just like everything in self-care, we'll see how it goes. And just happy to be here with you all. So thanks for taking the time and being here on the podcast. Thank you, Gracie. Thank you, Gracie. <laughs> so Erin, I wanted to start with you because you are the creator of Thick Press, which is the um, collaboration that you have with your friend Julie um, that is publishing specific uh, materials, and I want you to go a little bit more into like your vision for Thick Press. So I'd love to hear more about Thick Press and also what you were thinking when you first approached me about writing a book on self-care. So Thick Press is it's a collaboration with my friend Julie Cho, who's my friend, who's been my friend since high school, and she's a designer. I'm a social worker, and it's all a very long story. But um, basically, we're interested in publishing um, books related to care, uh, care work, the work of care. Um, we talk about community building. We also talk about justice seeking. And we're interested in unusual books, so maybe books that have a visual element, um, books where there's something that you might not expect um, about the production or the design. Um, so that's that's Thick Press, and I've been working with Gracie for, I don't know, a couple of years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just looking for content, and I love Gracie's whole self-care approach and I love that it's not about self-improvement um it's really about care so it really seemed to fit in with our mission um I love Gracie's writing and just thought that Gracie would be able to make a book that was sort of very much fit in with our mission I remember when you came to see me I was I was pretty postpartum I think Jonah maybe was like four months old at that time you were like, what about writing a book? <laughs> I remember I waited. I, I had the idea, like, while you were, you know, when you were about to deliver, and I was like, I need to give Gracie a little bit of time, and then I'll approach her. <laughs> and I waited, yeah, about three months was what I, what I gave you. Mm, and it, it was good, and I, there was definitely part of me that was like, I don't think I can take anything else on right now, but the way that you approached me about it, you were like, well, you can just get started, and we'll see what happens, and... Um, like I'll check in with you about in a little while, like no big pressure right now. And you just had such a relaxed approach that I, I thought like, yeah, maybe, maybe we can do this together. Yeah. And then I came to your house that day and I don't know how it happened, but somehow we landed on the idea of these vignettes and, and that seemed like something that was even more doable because they're short and you could do them one by one. So the, the basis of self-carefully is it's, uh, about 30 
essays that are the title of each one is self-care and and then you fill in the blank with we have self-care and eating lunch self-care and oil self-care and reparenting self-care and racism self-care and the patriarchy and as we made those I was like oh well I can just talk about each of these subjects from the perspective of self-care and that doesn't feel intimidating to me so we just we just made a list of just the first kind of I think we had probably like 20 on the list in the beginning and I started to write them on my iPhone. I would write them when I was taking the metro from my home downtown, which I would do like once a week or something. And I would write a little where I would send it to Aaron, and then you would write back something encouraging, and it would make me feel like, okay, I can keep going. <laughs> and before we knew it, like they'd started to amass, and then you would suggest a few other ones, and I would write those. Uh, and they needed a lot of editing later on. We, we pretty much done with editing now, but it's been significantly reworked. And, and I just tell that story to mention that I think we all have this idea when we're starting a creative project, like, oh my gosh, I, we imagine the end result and you're like, I have no idea how we'll get to the end result. And with you, it just felt so collaborative and uh, supported. Like I could just sort of take a couple of weeks off and it was no big deal. I didn't feel like I was like setting the project back, which, which actually gave me the space to finish or gave us the space to finish. Yeah. So thank you for that. (laughs) I loved what you said in the introduction about always sort of thinking that a a book gets written in a room of one's own. And this was just so, it was so different. It was collaborative. It was little by little. It was on the metro. (laughs) Yes, it gets written in the metro of of our cities. And And it turned into Kaizen. The Kaizen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you want to explain? So this is Maria Habib. She's our designer. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to bring you in. Can you talk about Kaizen? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it also kind of, my process turned a little bit into Kaizen, just the making of the drawings and the thinking of it in vignettes. And I think um, what you're talking about is sort of like looking at this thing and the, the notion of a book and writing a book coming up to you and then sort of it turning into this back and forth between you two and then little snippets on the metro or on the bus, like kind of, incorporated into your life into these little mini bits of work um and then compiling it up into like this amassed now book that we're holding which then just transferred the kaizen steps into making a book to me to my creative process which has also been very informative and kind of helpful in a way to sort of put together these visuals and step by step um so it's that little step by step I think that maybe helped us all a lot along the way completely yeah it it feels pretty revolutionary sometimes yeah to just break something down into really small steps and and be like fine with the little little movements yeah yeah good yeah I'm just the more and more I think about Kaizen the more I'm like this is the answer to so many of our societal ills right now is this idea of like not thinking about the end result but just thinking about what what could feel a little bit better right mm-hmm. now and, mm-hmm. and just getting smaller in our approach mm-hmm. to things. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of where you were at when we uh, invited you into self-care for like, Aaron was like, we need a designer and Maria's uh, taken the self-care programs and we traveled to India together and she's an amazing <laughs> artist and designer. So I was like, I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it? Where kind of, where were you at when we mentioned self-care for to you and what is, what has the process been like 
Well, personally, it was like sort of beautiful timing. It was like the universe kind of dropped something into my lap sort of thing. Um, I have been, I would say, over the you know past couple of years since we went to India, um, very much dealing with sort of personal, in a way, transformation and kind of um, just overwhelm with things like PTSD and, and just helping kind of my own process develop and acceptance of Kaizen in a way. Um, so it came in at a moment where it was like, oh, this is, this is the content I absolutely want to immerse myself in and, and read and, and make kind of out of. So it was a beautiful moment for it to just drop in and yes, of course I want to jump in on this. <laughs> so it's been kind of aligned with my own rhythm the past couple of, um, or a few months that we've been doing. How many months has it been? It's been a while now. How long have we been working on something? <laughs> <laughs> well, we started when Jonah was a few months old. So about a year. that was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think Maria came in maybe nine months ago. Yeah, so it's been a, I mean, from my perspective, super raw and honest kind of aligned expression that, that happened beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and and that's you know so much of what I think gets lost in a super productive environment is process, mm-hmm. and that's one element of self carefully of, of many elements I feel proud of. But the, I think we've really had a huge respect for process mm-hmm. and actual time to process our experience as we're going through it and enjoying the process. Oh, um, can you speak a little bit about process? Yeah. Um... I feel like it's sort of, I love the notion of respecting the sort of taking it slow, which I feel like the three of us have been doing on the course of this process. And I, for me, it's being kind of um, kind to yourself about the idea of just trying to grapple with understanding your own sort of, I have to get this done, but wait, what is the space I actually really do need to get this done? And for me, for example, what I realized was, okay, the rhythm, listening to my own rhythm, like sitting back and letting the space happen and listening to my own rhythm. And for me, it's like, I can get two to three vignettes done a day. And in my mind in the beginning, I was sort of thinking of it as a whole. So back to the idea of Kaizen, um, I think really this project has informed my process in a way of accepting that I need a whole lot of space before it can actually just come out and it needs to just come out on its own I cannot force it at all (laughs) and that's okay it is enough you know because there are moments where you feel like well nothing's coming out (laughs) but it will it will just sit back and let it come out in little bits seems like there's just so much self-trust in the process absolutely and, and for everyone who's listening, Maria's work and self-carefully, we've not seen all of it. We've seen a bit, and it's so beautiful and inspired, so it's, <laughs> it's definitely worth it. Bits, yeah, it's coming out in bits. Yeah, it's coming out You know, I have to just be okay with it. Erin, <laughs> is there anything you want to add about our, our process and how self-care factors into that? Well, I think for me, it's, it's, I've been in a different role in this project than I've been in the past because I'm not doing the writing and I'm not doing the design um, and this is new for me I, um, being in a, a publishing kind of role um, and I, I finished the dissertation a couple years ago 
And I sort of had that experience that Maria is describing where things come out when they're going to come out and mm-hmm. you're frustrated with yourself because you're not working and you need to trust that this is what needs to be happening and then you're going to have a really productive day and it, come, it comes and fits and starts. So I trusted that in myself, sort of, um, and with a lot of support from Julie, who's very interested in thinking through what it means to practice slowly, I really sort of sat back and just let Gracie and Maria have space um, and never really like pushed. And I think, Gracie, we talked about like the power of a deadline a couple times, but I think we also knew that our deadlines were constantly shifting, mm-hmm. and that was okay. So for me, that came from, and you know, I wasn't in a rush either, um, or I didn't want to be in a rush. I think sometimes I was like, oh, I just I want this to be finished. You know, I want to see it because it's going to be so beautiful. But having the trust um, and thinking of that as a form of self care, and also, um, I think for me, a lot of the work has taken place in our sessions where we've met at Gracie's house, usually during Jonah's nap. Um, and there was one time when we can talk about this in a little bit, but where we went through all of the um, the different vignettes, and also just doing a lot of planning and talking. And all of those sessions, we've sat around the table. Gracie's made tea. <laughs> we've often had food. We've sort of like checked in with each other and seen where we are in our in our lives. And I can just kind of remember where I am in my where I have been in my self care during each of those sessions, mm-hmm. and they become like these things that have sort of punctuated the last you know almost year of my Mm -hmm. life um which feels really special Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how the process has been for me and also I'm just gonna add something to that it feels like this balance between community but then also for me at least solitude or needing that and really understanding how much of that what that means so I'm really you know grateful and kind of to have had this experience of like it's not often in this society and culture and all of that that we do get this kind of space for ourselves and for each other and I'm just so happy that we were able to kind of offer that to each other and so I have been able to see the benefit of I think going into it I felt more like okay it's going to be this this thing that we're it's going to all all of us be together and we're going to make lines together and but then I realized It had to be this balance of like these moments where we came together and then this honoring of this pulling back and being in the solitude space for it to come out. Um, So grateful for that. I I do think it's pretty cutting edge, uh, that work of being in community, but also pulling away as an individual while being in community. And I, I just had a podcast guest, April Romay, who's an herbalist in DC. And I was telling her, I was like, it's so futuristic. And she's like, it's ancient. <laughs> like this, right. is, this is the yeah. way we used to interact with each other. You had space to like, go do what you needed to do. And then knowing that you were held by a community and that's what we've forgotten. So it's, it's about kind of reclaiming that. And mm-hmm. then, and, and I think about, you know, just, you hold a book in your hands and that's kind of been this, this phrase we've been using is itself carefully is like something you can like hold in your hand or, or give to a friend and, and in this time where there's so much like, just I'll order it and I'll get the thing on my Kindle and let's just consume, consume. Um, it can feel really counterintuitive to be like, no, we're going to make this really like kind of almost limited edition book that is mm-hmm. in, it's so special and not practical. But it, it's like, I, I really believe that the process comes through in the product 
too, that there's something that people can feel. And I know, Erin, you're so mm-hmm. passionate about having books that people can hold and, and like, artist-made books as well. The that tactility I, and, like, tangible nature of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I think that there's something that we can sense in these products where there's so much care that's actually put into them. Mm-hmm. And, and something I think really does need to be said about self-care really is that it's, it's I think, a decidedly anti-capitalist book. That that's yeah. Yeah. something that yes. it really is a theme that runs through a lot of the, the vignettes. And it's a theme that runs through a lot of our conversations and our inquiries of how do we make a book and sell a book and market a book in a way that does not further the principles of capitalism in a harmful way. And, and then how do we practice self-care? And this is, I think, the bigger inquiry that isn't, um, that isn't harming, which I think the inherently capitalist system does mm-hmm. harm. And I've, I've really been doing a lot of education in my past year of life of like what is capitalism and what does that rob us of mm-hmm. so I'm curious if there are any thoughts about what, is, what does it mean to be making this book now with such a hyper awareness of, of um, what we don't want it to be as well as what we do want it to be I think we're manifesting it in the process I mean for me I can compare it to projects I've done with you know clients who are absolutely part of you know the consumerist culture and um and it, and it feels like it's being guided by or led by and pushed by just pushed all the time or you're being pecked to death <laughs> um this and this I feel like we really did practice kind of the notion of what is being in a way preached through the words through the way the images are being made um in our process and so we're living it in a way and I feel like that life will come through in the actual tangible tactile piece in the end um so this the process will speak at at the final no not final moment it will live on (laughs) yeah and I just want to thank you, Erin, for, I think you've had such a, uh, a feminine leadership in this yes. process of really holding so much space and, yeah, like you said, not like asserting yourself in, in moments, but holding back in others and letting yeah. it letting it develop and kind of holding this, this North Star of, of what it means to be creating something that's really different. So thank you mm-hmm. for that. Thank you. Yeah, it feels, it feels good and it feels like our little slice of resistance or something because uh-huh. um, I, I think I spent so long like theorizing about over, how to overturn capitalism and I think I'm sort of seeing like everything we do is infused by this system and we, we haven't gotten out from under it um, in this project really but like Marie said we're sort of manifesting something and I just have this trust that I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what We're happens. We're practicing it. We're yeah. Pro- yeah. Yeah, but I guess at the same time, I want to be honest. Like, you know, we got all this tremendous support when we did our Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, from people who really care about the project and are really excited and are able to support the projects, you know, because of, because mm-hmm. of how they operate in a capitalist system. And so it's important... I guess to me to sort of recognize that, mm-hmm. and and I think there's this kind of activist mindset, which is like, well, I see the wrongs, and so thus I'm going to just create this radical opposite, and I won't participate in that, and and it's mm-hmm. it's like a form of rebellion, and, and I think it's powerful, but I also think that it's like Aaron, you're saying it's almost 
impossible. And yet there's sort of a, a like an acknowledgement of our own, how we participate in the, the harm that feels really mm-hmm. actually really revolutionary to be like, wow, I am really participating in these like capitalist racist patriarchal systems and I benefit them from them in some way and I can admit that is mm-hmm. the first step and like I can start to open up space for a critical conversation about it and, and bring attention to what I think a lot of people out there would rather we not pay attention to and and it's yeah it's limited it's imperfect it's messy I felt that especially in writing the section about racism as a white woman like this is like I could write a lot and it would still not be able to like get to what I really want to say because I don't think I'm actually even able to say it fully because of my own lived experience and yet it's important that we say something and it's important that we start to to draw attention to that so it's it's not as like not as perfect as we might want it yeah. to be it's, it's messy and it's incomplete and yet I think it is effective well I was thinking this morning when and when you just brought it up it's like the per, what was it it was me- the messiness and the organized so it was like this is it has it been this organized messiness or this messy organized thing you know and, and for me it's like this thing between the illustration and the design part of it and and design in a way that there's so much like method and just methodology to it and then this the illustration portion of it really has been very like messy and organic and it just I have been have to accept like the organic nature to it but then there's a little bit to both of it so my point is I've been just kind of like putting those two words in both sides of it and it's been this battle between the two the whole way through also so it's interesting that that, like the messy and the organized have been interplaying or dancing the whole way through (laughs) I think there's what you're saying is also making me think about each vignette. They were all different lengths, and then we sort of, mm-hmm. um, and then we edited them so that each was about 350 yep. words. And there's so there's this sort of like tightness to, mm-hmm. to them that is amazing, but it came from a messiness. Yeah. Um, Gave a little shiva to the Shakti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and just and what I know of actually working with polarities and this is this is basic Ayurveda is working with polarities and I'm a student of Ken Wilber and integral theory and his whole thing is about working with polarities that if you can actually hold both ends of the polarity without a lot of like striving for one end that it's extraordinarily creative like mm-hmm. there's the, being able to hold the tension between the two is yes. just produces a lot and there's a lot of creativity and. I agree with that. And I look at our country right now, we're like so polarized. Mm-hmm. There's so much polarization. And, and you can say a lot of things about the United States, but like we are creative. Like we create a lot. Like there's a lot that's here that I think that our, our ability to kind of hold both of those can feel so damaging sometimes or so hard sometimes. But yet there is, I think there's something uh, transcendent in it too. It's like where can. the life is, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, I feel the I feel the life. Yeah, and I also feel the gratitude. Erin did a lot of the editing of the vignettes down, and just being like, "Oh yes, yes like it, thank you." This process has given me so much appreciation for good editing. It's like I don't need all of my words in there. Like you, I, you can help me see that I need like half of the words or two thirds of the words to say the same thing in a way that people could hear it most effectively. But you wrote them, and you wrote. That's what I have an appreciation for. Is just being able to. 
express what you're thinking and, and Maria with the drawing I, it's just sometimes I feel blocked and it's hard to create and just seeing it unfold in front of me and not being the one who's doing it it's just like it's very beautiful <laughs> and we just can't do it alone Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote mm-hmm. my first book in this like It's like the complete opposite of this process. I like had enrolled in this book coaching course. I was supposed to write a book in 10 weeks. It was like boot camp all by myself, kind of hyper-individualistic. And then I still have not published that book or done anything with it. And then this one, it's like we're all sort of leaning on each other and, um, yeah, really utilizing each other's strengths in a very respectful, honoring way. And, it, and then even our Kickstarter just so many people who reached out to support us like they're part of the process even in you listening to this right now like you're part of the process that they I, I feel how no one really does anything alone mm-hmm. how dependent we are on each other for any any work absolutely when you were saying that about not doing something alone it made me think and I want to hear more about this because as I've been looking at the book as a whole I think the order of the vignettes is is fantastic Mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me how it it happened in this very intuitive way we printed them all out and put them on the floor and then I think Maria and I really just kind of watched Gracie right Mm -hmm. like sort of decide where each one should go and then we sometimes gave input but it was sort of a magical kind of thing and I just can't believe that that yielded such a perfect order such a perfect feeling progression so I, I I don't know I want to hear more about that Gracie well I definitely felt there was like some logical process to it of of certain ideas needing to be understood before other ideas could be understood like we talked about Kaizen and I, I, we needed Kaizen to go it's not one of the first essays but it's up in the beginning and and then we wanted capitalism or we talked it's consumerism, consumerism. self-care and consumerism we wanted that to go very upfront and vulnerability and kind of the baseline of like if you're going to enter this text like here are your like first tools and then to see how they start to build on one another so there was there was some aspect of that but then I just felt like there is I, I like to think of it like the prana like in Ayurveda and yoga they talk about mm-hmm. the, the prana it's like the life force and I feel like prana in terms of like what food needs to be cooked or kind of like where things need to go in my home or there's a sort of like a it's very Marie Kondo, like the I'm listening to the little voice of whatever that is, mm-hmm. and whether or not it needs to be there. But it just seemed like there was an like a, a prana or something that wanted to come through, and I could feel it, and I could feel when something wasn't in that right order. And then you all were so helpful in that too, of just like, oh yeah, what about this? And I think we kept the moon towards the very end, mm-hmm. self care in the moon, and that felt like were so great too, like like that really like finishing feminine touch like we have the community in the moon at the end mm-hmm. I love that there's like a crescendo of like yeah. intensity in certain spots and then bringing it down in other spots that prana very much fed the you know the beginning kind of of where the line starts so in the, my process now of making these drawings and going from spread to spread or vignette to vignette the prana kind of is represented by the line that is sort of sewing the whole thing together until the end with the moon you know so I love that the ride and the prana it really fed that yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. so Maria is is our she's our designer and our illustrator she's we have these lines that run through the whole text I just can't wait to see how it all comes together seems together yeah Yeah. (laughs) but even when we would do some of our meetings we would sit and just talk about the essays and just make lines and just to see how they kind of would 
correspond with what someone else in the group was thinking. It felt like we're waiting mm-hmm. for that, like, oh, like, coherent moment of... And Maria brought in highlighters mm-hmm. and had us highlight, like, the phrases that seemed most important. And then sort of talk about how we felt or what the prana fed to us from those words, I think. Yeah. Well, one one piece I want to touch on before we close here is the our our Kickstarter. We did a crowdfunding approach, which we t- we talked about a few things about maybe getting grants, but it wasn't it wasn't a not non commercial enterprise, so we couldn't really do that as well. And we settled on crowdfunding, and I know that for me that felt really vulnerable of like just asking people to support our work. So, and then, and then people really responded. Like we got, (laughs) we, we met our crowdfunding goal within like 20 days out of 30. I think fewer, right? Fewer, yeah. And then then it went up above. Yeah. We had, we had set our goal for $4,000 on Kickstarter and then we got like 5,000. Fifty or something like that. Yeah, it just it kind of came. I remember the last day I was like, oh, I think we're pretty much done. And then like we had like another like eight hundred dollars yeah. worth of book orders and supporters coming in. Almost a hundred, close to a hundred supporters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of those people ordering two books, so mm-hmm. it's like a lot. There's a lot of copies of Self Carefully already going out into the world. And if you did not pre-order through the Kickstarter, you will be able to order later on when the book comes out. And through Thick Press's website, hopefully the end of March we'll have it up maybe beginning of April we'll do I'll do another podcast to to introduce the book into the world but yeah what was that like to put it out there and then feel the work received definitely vulnerable for me like you said I it was the first time I had ever done that so it was an interesting new sort of feeling but then also very close because it felt like it's the community it's that we're reaching out to so it's the real people who are seeing it and wanting to see it so it felt in the end very good yeah and there was the solidarity helped it wasn't like one of us was putting herself yeah, out yeah, there yeah, exactly. there were three of us plus Erica was mentioned who's our printer yeah um, so we have and, and Julie we mentioned Julie too so there's sort of this whole team of people and then very honest yeah because of that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was it was a great experience. I, I'm not ready to do it again anytime soon. <laughs> it's been real. It's been real. It's been real. It's been real but really affirming. And and to speak to anyone out there who has a creative project that they believe in and are considering crowdsourcing, I I do think it's a really nice way and and kind of like an anti-capitalist way in some ways mm-hmm. of just being like, mm-hmm. let's let's work together to see if we can get the funding on the front end. So people just buying their copies early. And some people supporting way generously after that, too. Well, is there anything that feels unsaid in, in terms of self-carefully and our process? You're talking to the people who <laughs> yeah, don't like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we've said enough. The only thing that I'll say that was kind of interesting was while I was editing the vignettes, I had... I really felt like I had some breakthroughs in my self-care. Like, mm-hmm. I got back to some routines. Like, I hate the morning. I actually, like, woke up with the sun a couple times. Like, certain mm-hmm. things that haven't been such a big part of my life. Um, it was almost like an, like a Latin American novel where, like, the book comes to life. And, uh-huh. and I hope by reading it and holding it in people's hands, they'll have a similar 
experience. I don't know if it, you had a similar thing with I can the writing and the working. Yeah, no, I can absolutely align with that. And um, it, 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 you said the word special. It just it has been feeling very special working on it, and I, I'm going to miss it when I'm when it's, I'm done. I kind of <laughs> like already miss making it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or when yeah. I sent the last kind of okays on the edits I was like that's kind of the last time yeah, I'm gonna touch yeah. the manuscript I'm copying it a little bit but it kind of I felt some grief at the at that it's it's given me though I think a little back to the kaizen and just sort of making it into these this rhythm I think it's given me a lot in terms of continuing that rhythm with my creativity um which I've been trying to like foster kind of channeling the past year so I'm very thankful to both of you for that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll just say, I appreciate you saying that because I think in putting these ideas together, there are a lot of disparate ideas that I had around self-care and putting them together in this text that and, and establishing the order and feeling the building on each other. It helped me to, I don't want to say codify the process, but understand the process of actually of Kaizen, of like what that could mean in terms of, of um, shifting patterns is entrenched to systematic racism Mm-hmm. and white supremacy and the patriarchy of these things that just feels too big to budge of like what is it to concentrate on process start small humanize mm-hmm. to kind of find the prana of it uh ask for support go underneath the radar of like what we have been doing in in the process and what i've what i've seen has been effective in actual self-care work that i i it's helped me to create a much more coherent response and that still needs to be worked on and tested. And so it's very messy, <laughs> but there does feel to be an organization within the mess that I, I, I found through mm-hmm. writing this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So self-carefully, <laughs> thank you both to Erin Um Well, uh, in the show notes, I can post the links to Thick Press and to Maria's work. Um, They're both very talented, so contact them if you are (laughs) looking for ways to uh, illustrate design or publish work that you care about. Um, Also, I've um, published five different of the uh, self-care and essays on my blog, Self-Care with Gracie, and the ones that Maria has illustrated. So if you want just a little taste of self-carefully, go ahead and check those out. Please write me if anything resonates or if you have any questions at gracie at selfcarewithgracie.com and then stay on the the um, listen out for March uh, because we'll be sharing more about how to get your own copy of Self Carefully so you can hold it in your hand or give it to a friend. <laughs> Great. So thank you all so much. Take care and I will be back soon. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also, write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place. <laughs>